This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to the Pat's Blitz podcast presented by SB Nation. We are the voice of Patriot Nation. I am your host, Stephen Thompson. I am with my co-host, Chris Blackie. How's it going tonight? Oh, not too bad. Hanging in there after what was a disastrous week in uh, the NFL for the Pats. Right, my goodness. But yeah, it's our the first episode, so you figure we'd tell you a little bit of about each of us you now we've been big fans of sp nation and pat's pulpit you know rich hill um marima uh burn all of them you know and we do a podcast for on all boston sports called boston sports blitz and burn company came to us asked us to do a patriots specific podcast and we were jumping through the hoops and walls if you will to do it so definitely excited to be here so chris and i have known each other for like 30 years so we love talking patriots you know just like a lot of you fans and everyone else listening out there so thanks in advance for checking it out Uh, we're gonna have a guest tonight steve balistrieri he's a columnist for pats fans com and he hosts his own podcast one patriots place with thomas murphy so here we go we're going to talk to him now hey we're now joined by steve how's it going man thanks for coming on with us hey guys thanks for having me and i appreciate the offer it's always fun to talk football especially with you guys so uh yeah i mean uh it was an interesting day i'd say yesterday wasn't it <laughs> oh yeah yeah like, like you were saying everyone's lined up at the tobin yeah. Well, yeah. As we were talking offline before the, the yeah. podcast, uh, you know, it, it never fails. I mean, since they they've won that first Super Bowl, every time they lose, everyone's ready to you know throw in the towel, and everyone's washed up, and they're done. And my God, they're seven and three. I know a lot of teams would love to be in their position. Yeah, including Definitely. the Titans, who are at five and four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know it's like uh yeah we're, we've gotten so used to them being so good for so long that whenever they're not for one game it's like the end of the world around here yeah especially like november november forward it's uh 
they lose. I mean, it was it was a pretty bad loss. It, I don't really think they personally did anything well yesterday. No, but, it was it was a very ugly loss. I mean, you know, you could tell right away they came out, they were flat, they weren't ready for for the game yesterday. I mean, uh, Tennessee averages 16.8 points a game going into yesterday's game, and they had 17 points in the first 10 minutes, and that mm-hmm. that told you all you needed to know about you know, which Pats team was showing up yesterday. It definitely wasn't the one that played against Green Bay. No. Right. No. You know, uh, Gilmore, that's probably his worst game in a while. That's, that guy <laughs> ate him up. Yeah. Poor Gilmore had one of those days where it was just like, it was awful. I mean, uh, he's been so good this year. I mean, I, I was down there during minicamp. I watched him in minicamp and training camp. And then all through the you know preseason and regular season, he's been outstanding. And then, yeah. boy, he just had – I mean, it was everyone. But he had an awful day. Uh, Corey Davis just ate him up. He had about 125 yards. And, and um, yeah, Gordon and – and on top of it, Gordon had a pass interference penalty. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing positive where I take from that game at all, really, I don't think. I mean, not too, not too much. I mean, I thought Julian Edelman had a really solid football game yesterday. I mean, you know, he was making those tough catches and he was taking a beating. I I thought right. he played real well. I thought that uh, um, not Devin, but uh, his brother, the other McCordy brother, I'm drawing a blank tonight. But uh, oh. I thought McCordy played pretty well in the secondary. But beyond that, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot of positives to take from yesterday's game. I thought they were pretty much uh, dominated across both lines of scrimmage and in every phase of the game. Yeah, that's just it. When you lose the line of scrimmage in football, you pretty much lost the game in a nutshell. As far as uh, Jason McCourty goes, he's had a pretty – no, I want to say great, but he's been really solid this year so far. I mean, we came in thinking he was going to be – at one point, we thought he was, going to be, he was on the bubble. And now look at right. him. He's been one of your better <laughs> defensive backs on the team. It's just weird yeah, how it works it, out. That's, that's a great point. I mean, you know, early in training camp, I mean, he, he was barely, you know, going on the field. And we all thought the same thing. We were all wondering – Hey, is he on the bubble? Are they going to, you know, cut him loose? And then in like the last preseason games, they were playing him at safety and and everyone was ready to write him off. And thankfully they didn't cut him loose because he's playing some really solid football right now. I mean, he's not the most athletic or speediest guy, but he has, he has very good uh, skills and, you know, he plays within himself. I, I think he's a really solid player and it's been a great pickup, I think, for them. One thing I wanted to ask you about the new um, player they picked up last week, uh, Obi. You're very familiar with him. I can't even pronounce his last name. Melon Fonwu. There you go. <laughs> what can Patriot fans expect from him in your estimation? You know, it's I. You know, I covered Obi back in when he was in high school. Um, right. He's tremendously athletic as we saw during the nfl combine he's just gotten bigger and stronger but 
You know, he's always been a very athletic guy. <clears throat> With his size, he's 6'4", 225. He's got, you know, tremendous speed. I think he'd be a, a you know, a great guy for them to work in, maybe covering tight ends, where they have trouble covering tight ends this year. You know, um, and I think they're going to test him at a bunch of different positions, like in the box safety, maybe a deep safety. You know, I think that they'll uh, even use him as a corner, but he's not a cornerback. You know, if somebody has one of those really big wide receivers, one of those six foot five guys, you know, maybe they'll line him up with this guy and, and try to use him to change. I think they'll they'll find out what he does best. I think that he's in a great position now to succeed where he wasn't before. I, I really think for the rest of this year, I think they're going to try to use him kind of like, you know, that the Patriots have always loved that big nickel uh, safety that plays like a linebacker role in coverage. You know, they going back to, I think it was 2008, they had uh, was a Tank Williams, and they, they tried a bunch of different guys. Kind of I see for him this year, but they've signed him for two years, so they're definitely looking in the future. And with McCordy and Chung both on the wrong side of 30, you know, uh, maybe they're looking at a possible replacement down the road for one of those. Well, that was my other question I was going to mention to you. Um, do you think they might use him as like a hybrid linebacker? Yeah, I, th- I do, because, you know, they always like that big – that big nickel roll where they use mm-hmm. a safety as kind of a linebacker in that dime look. And that's what they call it, the big nickel. But, you know, um, obviously we saw that Jordan Richards didn't do well in that last year. Uh, no. So, you know, with Ovi size and speed, excuse me, uh, <clears throat> the flu is kicking my butt tonight. Um, you know, I think he'd be a, a really good, uh, you know, a, a guy to try in that role because of his, you know, he has the the range. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. But I, you know, I've always been a fan of this guy's since, you know, I've known him since high school. Actually, his younger brother's at Syracuse right now, and he, he might even be a better football player. Wow. See, my problem with, like, college football – prospects. I don't watch college football, so I don't really know what's going on until they actually get here. <laughs> Unless they're, like, way well-known. And to me, nine out of ten times, the people who you think I can't miss prospects are actually miss prospects. Yeah. It's always oh, yeah. it's always someone you don't think of that turns into a star. Yeah, because but some guys, you know, when they hit college, they've already peaked. You know? Right. Some guys might be a middle of the road prospect and get, you know, get to a, a good college. And then he hasn't even come close to, you know, filling out his potential. So it's always a crapshoot, but I mean, his, his Obi's younger brother and his, his name is even harder to pronounce. Ifatu Melanfonwu. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's an incredible athlete. He played both ways, but he's a, he's a corner now up in Syracuse. He's a freshman. And um, he's already uh, playing some on the field this year because of injuries or whatnot. So, yeah, he, he'll be a guy to watch in the future. So right. why do you think Obi didn't work out in Oakland? Um, 
Well, I heard from some people that were close to him that they never really had a plan for him. <clears throat> you know, he, he got hurt in training camp. And, you know, when, uh, and then when Obi got well, it was one, around the time in uh, Mexico City when they were playing the Patriots. Mm. Well, he had just come off of IR. He started practicing. He was practicing with the safeties. And then just prior to the Patriots game, with no warning and no practice time, they said, we're going to start your corner opposite Brandon oh. Cooks. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that didn't work out too well, as you can imagine. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and from, yeah, this is, I, I, you know, I know some people that are, are really close to him and they, they, Obi wasn't a happy camper as, as anyone would be. I mean, he didn't even practice at that, you know, and at the last minute they told him, Hey, you're going to start at corner. And we, we need you to cover Brandon cooks. And, you know, he's not a corner. I mean, he, he's a really big athletic fast guy, but he's not a corner. He's a safety, you know, and that was just, you know, they, they just didn't put him in a position where he could succeed. And that's where I think Belichick will get it right with him. We'll find out, you know, what kind of a player he can be. And I think he'll do well here. Well, that's the game plan anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. So, right. So we're at the uh, Patriots bye week. What's your overall view on where they stand right now? Well, this loss yesterday was uh, that definitely hurt because I think if they went into the bye at eight and two, they're you know minimum number two seed, and then they're at that point that it would have only been a game behind Kansas City who, who was playing the Rams next week. So, you know they could have been in really good shape to have been the number one seed. They're still in good shape. I mean, I think there's I th right now I think they're considered the three, but there's still a lot of football to play, and they play Pittsburgh. They play. Minnesota, so they have a couple of tough games, but I think really they really need a healthy Gronkowski back for the stretch run because the offense is it keeps going through these phases where it seems like they get discombobulated. And yesterday was a really bad one, but now that Michelle's back, the running game will get going again, and they they just need to get everyone healthy, especially in that offensive line because they were terrible yesterday. But, you know, I I really liked what I saw from the defense the last couple of weeks until yesterday as well. Mm. But, uh, you know, that, that game they played against Green Bay, I thought was their best game of the year by far. And, uh, you know, I have hopes that they can continue playing that type of football down the stretch. I think they're in good shape. And, you know, we'll have to see. You know, Brady needs to start making better decisions with the football. I You know, I think he's he's freezing out. Hogan, and to a lesser extent, maybe Dorsett. And he just needs to get everybody involved. Because there was a couple of plays yesterday where they uh, they forced the ball to, you know, either Josh Gordon or Edelman. And there was a couple of plays Hogan was running down the field all by himself. Right. Do you think it's just he's, I don't want to say the cliffs there, but to me he hasn't looked really himself or a few weeks now, realistically, Brady. Do you think well, I he's he just played, not thought, on the same? No, yeah, go ahead. I, I, you know, I thought he played really well against uh, Green Bay. I, you know, no doubt. everyone made a big deal because he only had the one touchdown. But 
to me, that wasn't that bad of a game. Now, Buffalo, you know, I, I didn't think he had a great game up there. I thought he was okay, and I just thought he was terrible yesterday. But, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought everyone was terrible yesterday, really. The, the yeah. whole roster was awful. But, yeah, he needs to make better decisions with the ball. I just think he they're trying to force things too much with Gordon. I mean, they threw it to him 12 times yesterday, you know. Right. And I, I, you know, I, I understand where what they see with Gordon, and there's so much potential there. But you know what makes the Patriots the Patriots is using everybody on the field, and you know him throwing the ball to what seven, eight receivers some games. You know, I think that's what they really need to get back to. And then with this running game, I think that will get better. Burkhead should be back soon after the the, the bye, and I think they're in good shape. I really do. I think they're going to be hosting a uh, a playoff game here. I still think they're going to end up with a bye. They might not be the number one seed, but I think they'll definitely be in the top two. Yeah, I agree. Do you think with uh, Hogan and Brady, it's just a situation where Brady has lost, you know, repertoire with them? Yeah, I I think you can make that argument because, you know, uh, the last couple of weeks, it's like, he is not getting targeted at all. And I keep hearing people say, well, he's not getting open. He's not getting separation. You watch that game yesterday. On that fourth and sixth pass to Julian Edelman. Now, uh, I thought Logan Ryan had blanket coverage on him. Uh, yeah. Logan put a double move on Malcolm Butler, and he left him in the dust. He had a, he had like two yards separation. And that, to me, would have been an easy touchdown. All he had to do was lay it out there. And he forced right. it into – it's just one of those things. I, I'm not sure what's going on with those guys, but it seems like Hogan is no longer one of those uh, guys in the circle of trust with him. Yeah, definitely agree. Thompson? So, Josh Gordon, how do you think he's going so far? Better than you expected? Yeah, I mean, I think – Gordon has such a high ceiling. I mean, we, we we see glimpses of that. I don't think he's all the way there yet. I think, you know, him and Brady are still trying to work out the kinks in the system there. But, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I thought yesterday they, they tried too hard to force him the football. I mean, he cut, he had four passes for 81 yards, which, you know, on the stat sheet looks really good. But when you they throw it 12 times to him, you know, that's 33%. That's not good. I mean, I didn't think that was a very good day at all between him and Brady. And, you know, they just need to work it out. But I think Gordon has – I think he's actually played better than I expected him to at this stage. I think he's going to be just fine. You know, I, you know, with each week that he's here, he'll get better. And I think him and Brady, the chemistry will grow. You know, they're still not clicking on some of this stuff. And – you know, hey, that that will come with time because I mean he came here in midstream, so it's tough. Right. Well, final question for me. Uh, you're, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. What do you? Let me rephrase that. How do you feel Flores has done as a first time leading the defense with the bat, the bats? I, I think he's done a great job. Um, you know, I think they're 
uh, you know, uh, Dr. Hightower said something about it early in the year. He, he had mentioned that, you know, they kind of simplified things and it was letting guys be a little bit more aggressive. And I think we've seen that. I mean, we saw it, definitely saw it last week against Green Bay. Guys were playing yeah. a little looser. They were playing really fast. I thought they had a great game against Green Bay. Um, now, you know, I think yesterday was more of the outlier than, than you know, what we're going to see from this defense down the stretch. But I think uh, Flores has done a really good job. I think the players relate to him. I think he's a really smart guy. I mean, he's not many position coaches get, um, you know, an interview for a head coaching job in the NFL. And, yeah, I think he'll get even more this year. I, I think teams are going to seek him out because I think he's a pretty impressive guy. Yeah, I love – I always love talking defense. I could do a show talking defense alone. I don't mind you talking offense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure everyone who reads me knows that by now anyways. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, you got anything else, Thompson? Yeah, so what do you think of Dion's comment after the game yesterday about you know, Patriots not paying players? Yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. I didn't like that at all because all week long, you know, he he, uh, he was touting, you know, the old party line, oh, it's just another game and all that. Well, he has every right to feel like, you know, how he, he spouted off after the game. But be like that during the week. Don't wait until you win and then come out and take shots at your former team and your teammates. I especially didn't like what he said when, oh, if we get physical with them, they'll fold. I mean, that's a crock, and he knows that. That, to me, was to me was kind of punky. I thought that was kind of punky right there. I mean, yeah, you can talk about uh, it was personal for you, you know, because they didn't offer you the money you thought you deserved. But, you know, when it all comes down to it, when Lewis got hurt and released by Cleveland, the Patriots were the only team that came calling. And they paid him. And he got hurt, and they continued to pay him. And then he had a really good year last year, and he played himself into the contract he's in now. And, you know, for him to take some shots at him, you know, like he did after the game, I thought that was kind of punky. I really did. You know, especially when he started talking bad about his teammates, ex-teammates. Yeah, I don't like it either. It's like, you know, for a fact, if the shoe was on the other foot, you never would have heard him talk that way. No, no, because he wouldn't have said that if if the score was reversed. No question about it. You all set, Steve? Yeah, I got one more. Like, is there any, like, one player that's not on the team this year that was on it last year? Is there anyone that you wish was still here? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll tell you, it's going to seem strange, but <laughs> you look how the special teams has played this year. I wish they still had Brandon Bolden. <laughs> and uh, oh, Murph somewhere you know, sweating here and there. <laughs> they're, they're 29th in the league in kick return coverage, and they're 31st in punt return coverage. And I think they miss Brandon Bolden on special yeah. teams uh, more than they would admit, more than they thought they would. I mean, uh, you know, obviously Brandon Cooks and, you know, some of the other guys that left Danny Amendola, we all love mm. Danny Amendola. I mean, <laughs> 
but uh, just looking at the special teams this mm. year, which have been uncharacteristically bad, you know, he was a guy they could have easily, I thought they could have easily kept, you know, and, um, you know, he, he's gone and, uh, you know, I, the special teams has really struggled this year. Definitely. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Amendola, just for all the struggles on offense. Like he was, to me, he was always the guy that he was like the go-to guy for Brady. So clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when Edelman out went out, he was there. I mean, look, look at him in the Jacksonville game last year, but and Bolden as well. That's a good one. I forgot about him, but. Well, I know most people Definitely. would, yeah, would say you know Cooks or you know, Amendola, which, and I agree with that. I mean, those guys had great years last year. Yeah. I was just thinking a little outside the box, and because I I've been so upset with the way the special teams has mm-hmm. been playing, because every year they're usually one of the best units in football, and this year they're they're really struggling in their coverage. Yeah, oh, yesterday yeah. fifty-eight yarder. <laughs> yeah. First play of the game. Yeah. Great way to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indication how the rest of the game was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> right That's on. all I got. Yeah, thanks again, Steve, for coming on. Definitely appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. And, yeah, anytime, uh, I'll be happy to come on with you guys. Absolutely. Well, Steve, before we let you go, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at SteveB7SFG. That's my old military unit, so that's why I use that acronym. But, uh, you know, and uh, I'm on PatsFans.com. I write over there, and, you know, I've been there for about seven, eight years, and they let me write whatever I want, which is probably not a good thing. But (laughs) 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 But, uh, you can always find me there as well. And then Murph and I, who I know you guys know Murph real well, we do our own podcast on Tuesdays called One Patriot Place. And uh, we're getting ready to, we've been talking offline about the game. So we we should have plenty to talk about tomorrow. Oh, sure. Always always fun listening to you guys show. I'm a fan. Well, well, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. No problem. Have a good one. Hope you feel, hope you feel right. better. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, hopefully, I'll get my voice back. <clears throat> right on. All right, take yeah, care. A, you too. All right. Okay. Wow. Always good talking to Steve. Very knowledgeable. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah Steve's a good dude. Military but, guy. Does great, you know. Has a great podcast. His articles are always on point. What more can you ask for? Yeah, definitely. Oh, Having yeah, a hard the... time talking is always, you know, right? never fun when you're on a talking show. Right. <laughs> Especially when you're the guest. Right. Like struggling, but you're going for it. So, right. Better appreciate that. So, yeah, we're at the bye week. Hopefully, some guys get back healthy. They obviously need Gronk this year more than ever. You you can tell by the offense, the struggling. Brady misses him. Everyone else misses him. Hopefully he comes back after the bye week to face the Jets. 
What they really need is Gronkowski to come back and be Gronkowski. That's what you yeah. need. Yeah. I mean, he's had such a brutal season so far with injuries. You just wonder how much more he wants to deal with it, to be honest with you. Right. I, mean, I don't know if this is the last year or not. Only he knows. Right, yeah. But, I mean, when you have so many injuries along the way, at some point your body tells you, you know, enough's enough. And this is it. It's time to call him to career. And it's a that shame one. because he's been such a force at that position. Had he not got the injuries he had, Boy, his stats would be even more staggering. Yeah, it's pretty scary. What could be? It's very scary if you think about it. <laughs> the one thing you no one can ever say about Grok is he was never afraid to make contact. No, he's tough as nails. Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. When, yeah, so... Him in the red, have you ever seen a target in the red zone, especially a tight end, as devastating as he is? I mean, Mark Bavaro comes to mind. Well, you're going old school now. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's definitely allowed, but I wasn't expecting yeah. you to not drop that hammer on me. <laughs> Put me by surprise a little bit. Whoa, Very similar. His career, I think, ended when he was 30. About the same size. Gronk's probably maybe a little bigger, but. Right. Bavaro. Yes. Yeah. Bavaro was nasty, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, you threw me for a loop on that one. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that name drop. I was thinking you're going to drop like an Antonio Gates. Yeah, he's better than. Bavaro is way better than Gates. Jason's good though. I mean, you, you're going to yeah. give Carter what Carter's do. Is he's got a ton of touchdowns himself. No, no doubt. It hurts me to say it too, seeing that he's played for the Giants. Oh, far away. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. But as a whole, I mean, we're pretty much at what you expect with him. I mean, I don't think anyone expects him to run the table this season. I think it's the teams that they've lost to that has been a little off. I mean, they usually kill the bad teams. Kind of their bread and right. butter over the years is, you know, they'll beat Detroit I, by 30 or whatever and right. lose a close one to Kansas City or somebody like that. But this year, it's I, different. I mean, the Jags, that was their Super Bowl in week two, so I wasn't surprised that they lost. The Detroit game, that's, that's the surprising loss to me. I mean, they just looked horrendous. More so than the Tennessee game, you think? Ah, uh, huh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, I mean, Tennessee was, I think, they look, I think they look way worse against Tennessee than the Detroit yeah. game. They weren't exactly lighting the field up against Detroit either. No, it's tough because they were both pretty bad. I mean, yesterday, Tennessee, you know, you had Deion Lewis, you had Malcolm Butler, who really didn't even, you really didn't hear his name a lot yesterday. But Logan Ryan, you know, they had guys 
but had something to prove because the Pats let him go. Very familiar with the system. Yes, especially Vrabel as a coach. Vrabel, yeah, Vrabel's a smart coach, smart player. Oh, you know, so that was intimate was, knowledge of what the Pats like to favorites. do. Yeah, they knew a lot of what the Pats like to do, what they weren't good at offensively and defensively. But I didn't expect them to lose that bad. I mean, you well, pulled Brady is, with seven minutes left. Right. Well, the <laughs> thing is, even with the Detroit game, Patricia knows about that team. So is yeah. it really that shocking that people who actually know their system did what they did to them? Maybe you don't expect them to look as bad as the Patriots yeah. did, but you have to think they'll at least keep it close. Right. I thought both of I, those would be competitive, but I thought the Pats would win both of them. Yeah, me too. You know, and, and then they go out and they beat Kansas City and Green Bay. <laughs> so, it's been a weird first half. Sure really has. So yeah, let me ask days. you this question. Yeah. As we've stated a few times here, we're, we're at the bye. Basically, we're at the midway point for them. Or I've gone on the point, but we're at the bye. Defensively and offense, give me two MVPs here at the bye week. Oof. Defensively? It's got to be Gilmore. Right. Okay. Any particular reason just because of his position, what he's doing? or I mean, besides yesterday, he's been lights out. I think before yesterday, he'd given up like, 200 receiving yards total for the year, which in mm-hmm. today's NFL is ridiculous. Right. Now, Van has been pretty good, too, on defense. Pretty good. Yeah. What are you doing to me? This is our first episode. <laughs> You're trying to get, get me an inch? <laughs> he's, been re- well, I mean, he's been really good. Okay, that's better. For offensively. Oh. Oof. No-brainer in my mind on offense. No question. Really? Wow. No-brainer. This, is to me, is is a layup. I don't know. Me, I'd go with the rookie, Sony Michelle. Not a bad pick. I'm going James White. No question about it. Yeah, that's true. That's too easy. <laughs> you, you exactly. There was a layup. Yeah. You think James? You think the offense is struggling now? I mean, it's weird because are they really struggling? Yeah, they've had a couple of clunkers on offense, but ultimately they were dropping over thirty. Yeah, what there was four or five games in a row they hit. Uh, I mean, it's a rough pad, so I guess you could say they're struggling, I guess. Uh, would that be more realistic? Yeah, they've had their moments where okay. they couldn't pick up a third and two, that type I mean, of thing. I worded, I worded it wrong, but yeah, me, if you take James White out of the offense, you're in trouble. Yeah, they got to kind of uh, protect him a little bit. You don't want him wearing down. No. And it's interesting when, you know, Burkhead on his way back, we all assume he's going to be back anyways. Yeah. 
you know, I can't help but wonder what that offense would look like, especially with a running back had Jeremy Hill not got hurt. Yeah, that one hurts. He was doing pretty good. Out there, exactly. He looked good. I mean, it was early, yeah. obviously. And then they get taken out by your own player for the season. It's like, oh. Right. <laughs> what, what bad luck that is. I'm curious to see how Duke Dawson does when he comes back. Right. Yeah, after yeah, what? Think... Wednesday, I think? Something yeah, like that. They have to Wednesday to activate think... him more. He's done for the year. Pretty sure he had four interceptions his senior year in the SEC. Well, you were high on him coming out of college, weren't you? Yeah, he was a good slot corner, which they desperate, desperately need. Right. Yeah, I know Bill hmm. got a lot of crap for taking him, but there was a need, so he took it. How many people are really satisfied with Belichick's draft picks? <laughs> No, I mean, and I can't. And the problem with me is I can't criticize because I don't want college football. I have tried and tried and tried and tried to get into college football. And I can't do it. It just for one reason or another just does not interest me. Right. And I love football. I've been watching football since 1983. I've been watching football for a long time. Wow. And college football just has never been a thing of mine. I just don't, I don't know, I can't get into it. See, in my estimation, combine numbers mean nothing to me. I'm more curious what I'm seeing on tape because your eyes don't lie. You can do the clock, you can do the vertical jump, you can do all the stuff that they do. And to me, it's just numbers. Show me what you do on the field. That's what I'm more curious about. So, I mean, as far as the defensive MVP goes for me, well, you know what I want to say. It's right there. (laughs) Just because I'm a huge fan, but. Mm -hmm. I I have to agree with you. I, I think it's Gilmore. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, it's either him or Flowers, probably. Oh, Flowers. I forgot about Flowers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to get that. Flowers is just... He's an animal. they they got to find a way to sign him. Oh, God, yeah. I can't let him go. Yeah, if he goes, Jesus. That would be bad uh, news. Oh, you ain't kidding. And you know he's going to get paid, so they got to try to lock him up. Yeah, I mean, they could franchise them, but. True. There's a lot of players, though, on defense that is making the plays the grunt people. Like Lawrence Guy, he's yeah. been awesome this year. and His name very rarely gets brought up. No, never. So it's a little bit like the Patriots have always had those players that have always been under the radar, the grunts, I call them. Right. Do the work. They don't really get recognized, but they're making plays. Like Van Noy. I mean, you know my feelings about him. You know, some say I'm the president's fan club. I think that's a bit extreme, but 
I mean, that the guy makes plays on the field. He's he's all over the place. He wasn't exactly a household name when he came here. No, I call him I call him mashed potatoes because he's just. <laughs> You know, he's he's nothing extravagant, but he's there. He, he does his job, and that's just how it goes. And then the people around uh, Boston, you know who I'm talking about, who bash him. Mm. I mean, come on. Do you see what he does in the community alone? Oh, it's great. You, you're calling him out, making him sound like a bad guy. It's just ugly. That's an ugly thing. But anyway, yeah. that's for another yeah. another time. Right. Going forward, how do you see them the rest of the season playing out going into the playoffs? Probably gonna surprise you. I'm gonna they're gonna lose one more. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be to Miami. Hmm. Just because of, you know, the history played in Florida. Oh, it's down there. They stink in Miami. Brandon Bolden's going to be jacked up to play him. You think they're a bye team? You think they're going to be in the wild card? I think they'll get the two seed. I'm still not sold on Pittsburgh. No. Kansas City will get the one seed. They're a wagon right now. The idea of playing Arrowhead just just yeah, that's going to be tough. Hair. Yeah, I mean, but it's still Andy Reid. It's still Kansas City in the playoffs, so they could lose the division round. Yeah, I mean, if, that's right. gonna be a, if they have to go there for the championship game, that's going to be a tough one. Oh yeah, that is a loud, loud stadium, and yeah. you know for a fact those fans are going to be jacked right out. Oh God, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be pleasant. Not going to be a pleasant atmosphere to be in. Yeah, but, you know, they should – they play Minnesota, but it's at home, so they should win that one. I don't know a lot of people are talking about that game. It's here. They should win, period. They're great at home. Mm-hmm. They This year they're not so great on the road. Right. Yeah, I'm spending yeah. to a fault. I picked yep. thirteen and three at the beginning of the year, and I'm not budging. Ah, so you're I am sticking they're... with my guns. I think they went out. There you go. In my own mind, anyways, I feel I need to be right. <laughs> I probably won't be, but I mean, if yeah. you listen to some of the people now, they have them at, you know, just crazy numbers like eleven and five. Yeah, I've seen ten and six. It's like, oh mm-hmm. my god. What are we doing here? Yeah, it's the sky is falling. It's crazy, isn't it? Like Steve said earlier in, in the podcast, you know, they lose, they lose ugly. It's like the world's coming to an end. Right. They've set the bar so high that you just expect them to just go through everybody like they're nothing. Right. I mean, we're spoiled. Big time you know, spoiled. Mean, people like you, me, Steve, you know, I've said this in our other show multiple times. We all remember when they were terrible. They were the Browns. 
Yeah. Or the old uh, Saints. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people in this fan base who have never seen that. And it's not yeah. fun. You remember the old Saints wearing the paper bags? <laughs> well, that was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. They're a nasty oh, yeah. team right now, too. I don't want any part of them. That'd be a good game. I mean, if you're going to put my foot to the fire and if you're going to ask me if I think they're a Super Bowl favorite, I don't think they are, Patriots. No, the Saints are, especially with the Rams losing cup for the year yesterday. I think they'd go in as as the underdog, which would be okay with me. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since they've gone in being the underdog. I mean, I, and the Rams, like, their defense hasn't been as good as I thought it would be. No, I mean, football is such a weird sport. I mean, last week was just bizarre world. Yeah. So it is what it is. I thought when they traded for Peters, that was a huge move for them, but he hasn't been really good at all. He got roasted bad by uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Saints receiver. Yep. It's just, it was a bad scene. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So you want to wrap up the first episode of the Pats Blitz? Yeah, sounds good to me. Awesome. Yeah, thanks everyone in advance for checking out the first episode. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. Fultron. I keep telling you, we're not Fultron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman. Homeowners associations. Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Podcast. It's not Voltron.